how about we gamify an intro a little bit? If you were to uh, describe one of your stats as a stats would be in like a D&D character, which one would you like to call out and what would it be? Okay, so where this falls down is that I've never played Dungeons & Dragons. What? (laughs) And I refer you to rule number three in the golden rules of this podcast. I forget what the rules are. (laughs) Oh, the me going like, oh, (laughs) like what? Okay. I just broke it. (laughs) This is over. We're done. This show is done. We have four minutes of gold. Okay, that's good. (laughs) That's it. I see I've got my editing work cut out. I'm looking up the Dungeons and Dragons character sheet. God, what is this? Okay. This, so a character sheet is what you use um, to start, quote unquote, roll your character in the beginning. So you're like, okay, let's create a character. And there are certain stats like you have to roll for. And normally you would use um, three six-sided dice. Are you, are you asleep yet? Are you sleeping? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm listening. Uh, three okay. six-sided die. You use three six-sided dies to roll for uh, each one of the following stats. Okay. Um, and okay, so it is uh, strength, mm-hmm. dexterity, oh. constitution, <laughs> intelligence, mm-hmm. wisdom, and charisma. I was actually writing those down. Like, that's how studious I am. Is there a studious option? No, there isn't. So what does a dungeon master do in all of this? Um, uh, makes up stories. Right, that, that's the bit that always slightly confused me. Well, actually, it doesn't make up, make up stories. It's, uh, what the dungeon master does is mediates uh, and controls the baddies. So he's like a cross between Judge Judy and Satan. Yes, although I don't know if that's really a cross when we talk about Judge Judy. <laughs> we could just say Judge Judy. <laughs> right. Although I think she's very nice. I th- You know, have you ever watched an episode of Judge Judy? <laughs> <laughs> nope, we're going to add that to the list of things Edwin hasn't done. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, if you were ever watching... Fox, around five o'clock after school, you would run into like a whole slew of them. It'd be like Judge Judy. It would be Judge Brown. I think Brown was one of them. Mm -hmm. It'd be like four judges in a row. And then you'd get like Power Rangers before that or something. Right. Um, But yeah, Judge Judy is like, she seems like a real hard ass. But every once in a while, she's like, oh, so sweet. It's like um, the weakest link lady. What's her name? <gasps> Anne Robinson. Yes. <laughs> you know that little wink that she does at the oh, end where she's yes. like, you know, this is all an act and I'm actually quite funny. Wink. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's probably around the same era, I think. The, oh, the wow. golden The golden era of Judge Judy. Did they try and do an American version of the weakest, weakest link? link? I think she actually came along for the American uh, version. No way. And she made fun of Americans. <laughs> so, back to the topic in hand, and that is creating my character profile for Judge Judy. Yes. Well, are you Judge Judy? <laughs> Maybe this is too difficult. No, I like it. No, no, no. Let's start off with a, a challenge. And I was, and since I don't get studious, even though I wrote all those characteristics down, um, I think we should go through them. Okay, and I'm going to give myself a rating between 3 and 18. Yes. Okay. On one of them that you think best represents you. Okay. Like, if which of those am I closest to an 18? Or which of them do you think you're like a 3? <laughs> <laughs> one question. What does constitution mean? Constitution, I believe it is... Um, how, yes, so like how strong you are. So the higher your constitution the more hit points you have in the game essentially higher the constitution the more meat there is on you (laughs) (laughs) no it's like your will i guess and what was the second one i wrote it down dexterity yeah began with a d are you are you spry 
Are you very spry and quick? Oh, Maybe nimble? I am fairly nimble. <laughs> Would people go, ah, there's that nimble Edwin. <laughs> He's that one with uh, cat-like dexterity. <laughs> yeah. So then what's the difference between wisdom and intelligence? I'm actually looking that up right now because I forgot. Yeah. I think intelligence is like... Problem solving. Oh, intelligence is um, the level of spells. So in, in the game, it's like the higher your intelligence, um, the stronger your spells are. Mm-hmm. I think wisdom mm. is is kind of finicky, but it's been it's been so long since mm-hmm. I've played. Right, and I guess you weren't expecting a pop quiz on Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, which I put upon myself, which is <laughs> total fail. <laughs> yes. Well, I think it would be somewhere between intel. I'll uh, be intelligently dexterous. So high on intelligence and dexterity. I think so. Yes, because you should see the room that I'm recording this podcast in right now. Are you like? Balancing on your toes <laughs> with an intricate apparatus of recording machines that no one else can figure out except you, which is the high intelligence part. That is. It is a little bit like that. I'm going to send you a picture right now. And I realize I only have your contact details in Slack, so I can't actually iMessage you. But Although you are in do not disturb mode, which I find very professional. Good job. That is actually um, something that Slack just released. Ah. Oh, that's cool. You're literally in your closet. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I knew there was a reason for a walk-in closet, and I've I've walked into it. I am currently in my storage area, which is not <laughs> too dissimilar to what you just sent me. Here, I will send you a picture. Because <laughs> <laughs> I realized in my whole apartment, and this is like going to sound a bit like a humble brag, but it's kind of like open plan, and so like the sound echoes all around. It's really tricky. There's like windows that look onto a street. I've got a street-facing apartment, so noise just blares in like garbage trucks love to come around anytime between you know 9 p.m and 3 a.m and then i realized hang on a second i've got this walk-in closet surrounded (laughs) by like basically beautiful like soundproofing soft mushy things that will give it a nice nice dry sound to my voice and i can fit a chair in here so (laughs) that's what i did so i'm actually using my kids uh craft area chair which is one of those small ikea chairs I too am on an IKEA chair. <laughs> <gasps> Look at all that storage. That's 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 one of my storage spaces. That that's what happens when you move to the suburbs, right? You get storage spaces, plural. Yes, I have several <laughs> rooms of storage. I'm basically in my storage closet right now. Like, this is it. This is all I have. <laughs> and the worst thing is, I'm like an inveterate box hoarder. Like every single ele- oh, piece of no. electronic equipment I have, I have the box for. Yep. I mean, I thought you read that book. I did, but, and that's probably a topic for another podcast, they bring me joy. So they they stay. (laughs) They may be completely useless and take a load of space, but that one time that I either have to move apartments or sell them, I get immense joy. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, when you sell it and you can find everything perfectly and you assemble it together where it's almost brand new. Isn't that good? It feels pretty good. So, Sam, I think we should do your Dungeons & Dragons character characteristics. I'll just edit out where I say character characteristics. Character characteristics is perfectly fine. I'm pretty sure in the realm of Dungeons & Dragons conversations that has come up multiple times. Okay, good. Oh, you mean I'm a natural Dungeon & Dragoner? You should be playing right now. This seems like a good future podcast topic. My character characteristics. I would say... um, I'm surprisingly dexterous, although it might not seem like it. Uh-huh. Um, I have very, I have freakishly good balance. Uh, I once fell off a tree and then landed on my feet. I don't know if that's <laughs> dexterous, though. That might just be like lucky. Lucky is not really one of those characteristics, though. <laughs> yes, or bottom heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think constitution might be <laughs> very bottom heavy with meat. <laughs> Causes lots of hit points. <laughs> right. Um, I would say, if I were to choose one, I wouldn't say I am particularly strong. Uh-huh, okay. I've been bested with strength multiple times by various people. Or jam jar. Or, yeah, or jam. <laughs> Actually, I've won all jam jars. Oh, good. Where would my characteristics lie if I said that I require very little sleep? Oh, my gosh. I'll be so jealous of you. So how little sleep do you require? 
I think on a daily basis, I get about five hours of sleep. Like Margaret Thatcher. Is that the first person that came up? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. If you say five hours of sleep to me, I instantly think, boom, Margaret Thatcher. And not just because you're British? <laughs> and not just because I'm British. <laughs> and I've got my Margaret Thatcher sporty <laughs> throw cushion on my sofa. <laughs> Note to listeners, I don't really have one of those. Um, you know, if I could have any superpower, I think it would be that. Because I am just awful at with anything less than eight hours sleep. Yeah, sometimes I wish I can actually sleep for eight hours, but considering my life now, it's just not possible. Um, so I've learned to deal with it. Yeah, I'm just like, I am awful. Like, I can't function. So even right now, like this this podcast, I'm going, hmm, because we're recording this a little bit later at night. So like right now, on a typical night, I'd be thinking, well, you know, it's kind of like bedtime for me right about now. <laughs> but no, now I'm stuck in a closet with lots of recording equipment. Is that going to be an issue going forward? No, I think it's, it's, it's going to be fine. I think it's going to do me good. Perhaps we should look into uh, strategies for improving your sleep. Because I now sleep with a white noise generator. Is it just white noise or is there like whale sounds? <laughs> right. The occasional parakeet. Uh, no, it's just uh, it's a little brown noise and a mixture of pink. Hmm. I have an app called Noisly. We'll put a oh. link to that in the show notes. I uh, which it's It's almost a good app but it's a little buggy and crashes. But you can uh, mix together the different types of noise you want. So uh, I could have, like, whale sounds mixed with an open fire, which would never happen in real life. Or things like a thunderstorm mixed with a coffee shop. So, hey, Sam, I'm just hanging out <laughs> in Starbucks. What can is I get a, you? Are, are you at a coffee shop? <laughs> Wait, is that is but is now, it raining in the coffee shop? <laughs> uh, no, I'm just getting on the subway now. What an adventure! <laughs> okay. I wonder if you can pre-program like certain moments during your sleep cycle to have certain sounds play to cue off dreams, like that one where I'm being being eaten by a whale, for example, and then magically appear in a coffee shop or the coffee shop inside the whale. That has a subway to a thunderstorm. Yes. If I knew my Moby Dick characters better, I'm sure there's a Starbuck joke in there somewhere. Oh, there is. But I can't I can't get to it quick enough. Starbuck is the harpoonist. Right. Um, all right. I think we lost that opportunity by me it's explaining gone. it. Okay, it's yeah, gone. right. <laughs> Let's move on. But I'm impressed by your knowledge of uh, characters in Moby Dick. Uh, just that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sam, should we talk about Star Wars? Oh. Have you seen it? No, have you? Uh, no. No one's none of us have seen it. Oh, it's tonight. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I've already shown the limits of my Starbucks Starbucks Star Wars Starbucks and Star Wars. Um enthusiasm by not knowing the actual release date. So I basically just asked you, did you go to the LA premiere? And no. you didn't. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> have you watched the trailers? No. I am completely spoiler free. Have you installed the browser plugins to block Star Wars spoilers? I have three browser plugins (laughs) that block Star Wars spoilers. Um, I'm to a point where uh, I actually didn't know that Han Solo would actually be in this movie. How did you find out? TweetDeck has this great feature where if you put in an animated GIF, it just automatically animates as you scroll down the page. And of course, there are people that post up GIFs of the trailers and key moments Okay, actually, can you explain this to me again? So in TweetDeck, you upload a GIF. Or GIF, as sane people would call it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so you upload a GIF. But you can't upload a gay peg. Okay. <laughs> I think I've been to that website. <laughs> so, wait, so TweetDeck has... So it, as you scroll, it animates the graphics interchange format file it's constantly animating so oh it's like a background right so tweets now have the the fun well they've had the functionality for a while where if you upload a gif um it will just sort of auto play ah right yeah this is why i should really stop using the twitter mac client because it can't do anything like that really the twitter mac client (laughs) yeah it doesn't yeah like it just bumps you out to the website (laughs) that's awful (laughs) yes yeah, I think people either use TweetDeck or they actually just go to Twitter proper. I'm not a huge Twitter user. 
anymore. So ah. generally just while I'm waiting for Xcode to compile, <laughs> that's when I go and uh, check check Twitter. That's the only time you yes. should. <laughs> yes. Would you say that that's a fairly large amount of time? That is actually quite a large amount of time, sadly, <laughs> yeah. So I'm usually pretty up to date. So back to Star Wars. You didn't even watch the first trailer? I didn't even watch the first trailer. Um, and then they showed multiple images of that stupid sword. Mm. And that was when I was very angry and sort of wished that I could have experienced that moment in the theater as I was watching it and have that gasp of, wait, not one blade, three blades, <laughs> my goodness. I was reading an interesting article, which I won't ever be able to find again, so I won't be able to put it in the show notes. But uh, it seems that recently in Hollywood, they've been almost using the the unspoilable movie. If you think, for example, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. like just so much shit happens, and like it's so you can't actually explain the plot line in like a few sentences or even maybe a paragraph, right? But like, there's no way you can spoil that because there's just so much stuff, and it's similar to like uh, the Avengers too as well. Like, but, you can't. What's the spoiler going to be for that oh, movie? They they spoiled Avengers for me when the uh, Hulk Buster was shown. The thing that imprisons the Hulk. No, the thing that Iron Man wears that makes him the size of the Hulk. Oh, okay. Yes. I mean, that would have been freaking awesome if I'd seen mm. that in the theater in that moment. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. And people are like, oh, but it was in the comic. But who really reads comics? <laughs> no, that's that's not true. Lots of people still read comics. And they're great. I can't read comics, but let's save that for another day. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you've been uh, preparing. Do you have tickets? for? The I do not have tickets. Okay. Um, so this is interesting. This strikes me as a curious imbalance. You it is. have not watched any trailers. You've, not, <laughs> you've deliberately not got any spoilers, but you've not got tickets at the same time. Yeah. So something's got to give. Right. Um, <laughs> Are you just going to stroll up after the hubbub goes down? Go, well, I can probably... I'm just going to punch everyone in the face until they pass out <laughs> uh, to live a spoiler-free life and then watch the damn movie when I want to. <laughs> so <laughs> I, sound like a, I sound like a total curmudgeon. Uh, but surprise me okay. i i also really dislike crowded theaters and so watching a movie of that caliber uh, or that sort of excitement in the first week just sounds absolutely ridiculous to me mm, yeah um, but i feel like i must mainly because there's so much pressure at work <laughs> there's so much pressure <laughs> right. at work to like watch this movie and well the good thing is uh, a lot of us are going to be on break yes so I feel there isn't going to be a lot of chatter around me since most of us will be home. So when do you think you will try to go? So I think I will. I am trying to shoot for some tickets for this coming Wednesday. Kind of like in Wednesday. the middle of the day? In the middle of the day. Yeah. Yeah, see, the problem I have is the I only like going to the theaters with assigned seating. Yeah. For similar reasons of disliking crowded theaters. But like if it, at least I have an assigned seat, then... That's good. But the only theatres that have assigned seats are for the 3D version. And I really don't want to see it in 3D. Yeah. At least at first. Yep. So I think I may have to apply a similar strategy to you. Do you think that's a pretty popular opinion of people trying to avoid the 3D version? I don't know. I shall conduct a poll. (laughs) We can find out. (laughs) I feel like there are certain movies where people don't mind that it's 3D, but... For something like Star Wars, even though you would think, oh, yeah, sure, 3D version sounds rad. No, the thing I don't like, I mean, I just, this 3D just jolts me out of the whole storytelling experience. And I'm suddenly aware that I'm watching a movie with stupid glasses on my face. Right. Whereas, uh, I guess I'm just so used to seeing movies in 2D that I can just get immersed in what I'm watching. But when they flip to 3d it's something like jarring the frame rate go is halved because they have to do like the interlacing right for each eyeball it's like not as bright the 
and they always and then, do they always 3dify like some crazy action sequence so like there's a bunch of crazy right. shit flying around and i'm like oh i feel kind of nauseous actually i don't feel nauseous but like it's just distracting and i can't really follow what's going on and and I'm all of like, a sudden it's like this slow motion scene of boom like that's that 3d <laughs> movement yeah and i'm like look at this 3d and if they were doing a trailer for the film, this is where they cut to the audience and the audience goes, oh! <laughs> so in addition to not watching any trailers and installing three browser plugins, you've been reviewing the previous Star Wars films? I have, actually. I, um, I downloaded the de-specialized versions, mm-hmm. uh, which are fantastic. Like... Uh, one of my favorite things about the Return of the Jedi movie was the, the Ewok song. I don't know if you remember that. They call I it the, the Yub Nub song. It's like a big celebration song. And I was a kid when I first watched Re- Return of the Jedi. And we had the LP and we used to sing along to that. And the specialized version just totally got rid of it. And there's no emphasis at the end of like a celebration. It's just like this very mellowed out sort of, you know, yoga type music that's just like this beat it's like just goes along and then all of a sudden it just fades out into like the the fanfare at the end and you're like what where's my yub nub <laughs> exactly where <laughs> is my yub nub because it's uh it crescendos at the end to like this point where they you know everyone's singing and it's like this chorus and then it goes bum ba dum you know like it, it ends with like that end fanfare and then that's totally gone it's just like and then and you're like what's going on <laughs> it's ridiculous so yeah. you've rewatched the despecialized editions uh what about the prequels so i watched <laughs> it's so bad <laughs> so i watched the first um episode of star wars seeing episode one uh-huh Mm-hmm. And I I fondly remember some of like this key scenes of uh like um Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor sort of like being badass Jedi's right yeah. around the base and sort of zooming around doing their Jedi shit. That was really cool. And I think that was still cool, but I I think in my memory it was like over glorified. Mm. So when I watched it again, it was just like, oh okay, it's not that cool. Um, so that kind of saddened me. And then it got to like the Jar Jar scenes. Mm-hmm. And I was trying I was trying really hard to try and accept like, okay. We're all grown-ups here. Right. Like, let's see what, what George was trying to do with Jar Jar. Right. Like, let's try and get. And it's just absolutely ridiculous. Like, it's just so, so, so bad. Um, the way he talks, like the words he uses, like, why is he speaking like this broken English? Um, and like he goes into like they 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 go to like his hometown and everyone is speaking that stupid broken English. It's like why why is everyone speaking the stupid broken English? Um, yeah. And the best thing that I've noticed, <laughs> like the expressions on uh, Liam Neeson's face and Ewan McGregor's face when it's when the scene is sort of focused on Jar Jar acting a scene. Their <laughs> their ex- I never noticed it before, but their expressions are the best. It's like. Are we supposed to like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to act to this. And so they just have this expression of like, like, "Mm, mm, maybe we should be angry at Jar Jar. And it's fascinating. (laughs) I think that was like the best parts. Right. These like elite wizard level warriors who have endured years of training (laughs) and, you know, at the very top of the jedi league no it's not a league you know what i'm saying the jedi <laughs> council the jedi council or just these are the best of the best and then right. they have jar jar <laughs> they have jar jar moments like you can see it in their faces like, <laughs> like are we are yeah. we really jedi like should we quit being jedi <laughs> did you read that uh theory that uh jar jar is actually uh sith lord I did read that, um, <laughs> but there's no way. Like when you watch it, there's no way that you can, you can that. Right when you read it, you go, "Oh, yeah, that could really be it." And then you watch it, and you go, "Oh no, 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 no." Um, I've actually only watched episode one once, and that was when I first saw it at the cinema when it came out, which was what ninety nine. Um, and then since then, I've only seen clips or watched the red letter media deconstruction of it or um on the incomparable 
podcast, they did uh, an episode on each of the prequels. So I feel like I've relived episode one quite a few times, but without actually having to watch it again. I think that might actually be the best way to experience that. (laughs) Right, yes. And then then episode two is when Yoda goes crazy and shit with a lightsaber. I believe so. Because I don't think I've ever seen episode three. So this is kind of like my level of my Star Wars fandom is a reasonable curiosity. Someone told me that they're the biggest Star Wars fan and then they told me that they didn't watch episode three. I'm... I'd still believe that they're huge Star Wars fans. Even though people seem to agree that out of the prequels, number three is the best or the least worst. I think, yeah, it's the least worst, which is, um, I think that's the key statement. Well, we have another at least six years of new Star Wars gossip and trailers and... Oh my uh, goodness. So, what am I going to do? Oh my god, I know, right? There's going to be so many so many spoilers. <laughs> you have to keep those plugins installed for the next 6 years. I just need to get in with like JJ Abrams somehow. The insider track. Oh, wait, isn't that the opposite of avoiding spoilers? Well, <laughs> just knowing everything. Right. So <laughs> So that's if you, I know you everything. either want to know nothing or everything. <laughs> that's it. Exactly. Okay. I think if I'm in it, I'd be okay. But because I'm not in it, it bothers me. Right. Yeah, but what I'm, if you were just like a set duster? You don't know everything, yet you've seen some scenes. <laughs> I think that would pretty much be the same situation I'm in right. now. Yes. I wouldn't like it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine like the set duster being like, no spoilers, please. Like, I can't stand this. Can you guys just shut up on the set? I'm going to jump into Year in Music. How do you feel about that? Mm, sounds great. So we're going to do this uh, like Top Trump style. Do you know what Top okay. Trumps are? Is that the card game where you have like a higher card yes. and then you flip it over? Yes. Amazing. Yeah. I forget that you are an Anglo... Well, not an Anglophile, but you just... Are you an Anglophile? You just know a lot about British culture. Um... No, because uh, when I was a kid, I had these deck of uh, Trump cards, or we call them Trump cards, um, that were like themed. And I think they were from the UK, but I had no idea yeah. like where they were from. Yeah, that sounds like it. But it was like, uh, it was like different themes. Like I had the one that was based on supercars. And it was like, um, all it was listed was like the stat in terms of strength. And I forget if there were other stats, but then like you call out a stat. Mm-hmm. And then you have to like flip your card, and then the other person, if their stat beat it, then they won that round. Yeah, that is a perfect explanation of top trumps. Okay. Because now I should regale be regale you with some delightful story about top trumps from my childhood, but I <laughs> sadly I'm blanking. I can't even remember. Jeez, oh, we had decks, but I can't remember even what they were. So I guess it can't have been that much of a formative moment for me. So I was thinking, what we should do is. Uh, this week, Spotify, in the last week or so, at least when the show notes were written, <laughs> within the week of the show notes being written, Spotify had released uh, your year in music, which grabs all your listening history for the last 12 months and compiles it into a slightly difficult to use website where you can uh, scroll up and down and see like what your first track of the year was, um, how, who your favorite artist was, favorite album. And by favorite, meaning like the most streamed, uh, and then like the total amount of minutes listened in the year. So I think we should. I guess only one of those really works as a as a trump, as it mm-hmm. were. But um, I think we should compare and contrast. What do you think? Sounds good. Okay. Um, let me let me pull mine up right now. I've opened it, and three seconds later, my fans are on full blast. Yeah. <laughs> it looks nice. I, think they've done yeah they've done a good job yeah i think it's gorgeous i think the 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 design that they set in place is uh really well done yeah um but yeah all the effects that they're doing with like in real time is really taking a toll on the processor yeah yeah i don't even know what it is like it's I think you know what it is. Um, Do you know what? <laughs> when I first opened it and the fans kicked in, I was like, is this Flash? 
<laughs> what's going on <laughs> i even had to do like a right click and go oh okay no it's not flash Phew. yeah there's just like too many moving things that's happening um one thing that's constantly happening is like um they're scaling the background gradient mm-hmm. so that it's you're getting like this nice blend of gradient that's constantly moving i think that already and probably moving at like 60 frames per second that's already killing the processor right i see they look super pretty though so i should apologize if there's any background noise uh that is the sound of a 2011 macbook pro with its fans going on full blast uh so what did you kick your year off with um it is a madonna track <laughs> amazing yes uh uh and i don't remember this at all but apparently i heard um madonna's physical attraction it's always a bit of a shame where you don't remember the track that it shows you like right. this is the first track you streamed of the year and you're like uh what <laughs> <laughs> like oh, that's a letdown do you think that was because you were so blasted on new year's eve that i was not i'm pretty sure i was asleep <laughs> yes getting my getting my full five hours of sleep on new year's day uh okay so for me and as i think we'll establish over the course of this um i listen to music in a strange way uh so the first thing i listened to was tales from the mental asylum chapter two continuous <laughs> dj mix by indecent noise oh i thought i thought it was like a um an audiobook i know right uh, yeah it sounds like it uh no that's just some like uh trancey house uh mix well it obviously seems like you're partying it it would were but you partying? No. No, see, that's what I. That's the kind of music I listen to when I'm working. <laughs> so, gotcha. So, uh, so you're probably working. So I was, oh man, that's quite sad if that's true. Um, or maybe I was at the gym. Mm. <laughs> the music I listen to when working and working out is surprisingly similar. So um, it could have been either of those things. But either of those on New Year's Day is... Possible. But also a little sad. <laughs> So before you tell me your top artist, uh, should we compare stream counts? Uh, yes. Top Trump style. Okay, uh, I'll go first for this round. I streamed my top artist 88 times. I streamed my top artist 199 <laughs> times. <laughs> you, you are the Trump. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I won that round. You did. Um, and who was your top artist? Um, Carly Rae Jepsen. I don't know who that is. She is uh, a Canadian singer mm-hmm. who sang Call Me Maybe from a while ago. She released a new album called Emotion, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I streamed that 199 <laughs> times. <laughs> Mine was some DJ called or DJ producer called Nigel Good. And we'll link to that. We'll put a link to both of these in the show notes if you can. Nigel, good. That sounds familiar. Uh, no, it's not. It's, no. No, no. <laughs> no one in the world would have ever listened to this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've realized the only time I'm actually exposed to new music or pop music is either for those horrendous minutes at the gym before I can put my headphones in. <laughs> uh at the end of Apple press events and at the bathrooms at work. Well, at the bathrooms at work is not really pop music. It's nineties jams. That's what those are. (laughs) Uh, But otherwise I just stick to my little world of like house vocalless house and trance uh, for programming. So, because I realized I don't actually listen to music for enjoyment. Like it's always I don't listen to music when I'm doing something else or as like uh, a trigger to concentrate. So I think I've listened, I've kind of trained my brain now that when I start listening to a certain type of music and I'm sitting in front of a computer, it's like, oh, it's time to concentrate and work on stuff. So now, you know, I have a bunch of like uh, house mixes um, on Spotify that's, and that's what I listen to that's like the vast majority of stuff i listen to right i think when i work um if i listen to any sort of like upbeat music it just distracts me a little bit too much you just need mournful exactly or 
Either that. A lot that, of blues and purples and blacks come out in your work then. <laughs> I get into a really morbid state. I listen to uh, binaural beats. I was going to say the album by Pearl Jam. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Okay. <laughs> I think, uh, no, Radiohead's might have done, done one one better. But binaural beats is essentially just like oscillating sounds. Okay. That's supposed to put your brain in like a either like a focused state or a relaxed state. Oh, check that out. Or a productive state. Another favorite of mine is the um, engines of the Star Trek Enterprise idling for twenty four hours. That sounds amazing. Top albums. Have you swiped down three times? Yes. Okay. Um, all right, I'm going to trump you again. I'm going to attempt to trump you again, although I feel now I may lose. Uh, How many times have you streamed your top album? Uh, 115. (sighs) Yes, I win. 192. (laughs) Nice. Nice. There you go. Um, And that was Cycle 6, mixed by Max Graham, by (laughs) Max Graham. (laughs) I'm noticing a pattern. (laughs) Right. I can I can probably make up a DJ name <laughs> and see if you know. Right. Uh, Simon Vex, House Transbeats, Volume Five. <laughs> Have you heard of it? Simon Vex, I love it. <laughs> um, who was your? What was your top album? Big surprise. Carly Rae Jepsen. Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With her emotion album. Wait, I'm back to top tracks. So I think it was top artist. Oh. And then. Okay, I see we're getting down to like smaller albums. and smaller. Yes, right. okay. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Um, is yours Carly Rae Jepsen? <laughs> yeah. Should we just end the mystery right here? <laughs> okay. With 20 streams of the song called Emotion. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, mine, I. Close, but did not trump you uh, with 18 streams. And that was Visceral 14 Part 2, mixed by James Warren. Simon Vex? It was it produced by Simon Vex? <laughs> it wasn't. There you go. Okay, right, let's move on to top genres. Okay, so see if you see a theme developing here. I'm going to go from 5 to 1. 5. Trance. 4. Uplifting trance. 3. Tech house. Two, Progressive House. One, Progressive progressive Trance House. <laughs> your number one is like a, a Venn diagram of your <laughs> all of, all of your right. listening habits. <laughs> Putting their arms in the air going, oh, fuck it. Well, let's put all three. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so mine is five. You'll see a pattern as well. Okay. Five, Pop Rock. Uh-huh. Four, Noise Pop. Three, mm-hmm. Dance Pop. <laughs> Two, Indytronica. Number one, pop. <laughs> I'd really like to know how many people just got pop as their number one genre. Uh, yeah, I would. I would actually imagine a bunch of people have pop. Because <laughs> pop is so broad. I mean, you can have like hip hop being pop, but that is also what pop means as well. Right, it's popular. So now we come to the big one: the amount of music we have streamed. Are you ready? You go first. Yes. I'll go first. 46,000 minutes. That's pretty good. Right? Is I, I've seen some crazy ones, though, so I know that's nowhere near the most. How much did that translate to? Uh, that translates to 774 hours, or 32 days. So I have 15,000 minutes. Oh. About a third of yours. Mm-hmm. That translates to 255 hours, or 11 days. That's a lot of house. That is a lot of house, right. (laughs) So that's interesting. So you've listened to less, but you beat me on the number of repeat plays. It's it's a concentrated amount of pop. Yeah, right. You're like, just give me the pop. (laughs) And particularly Carly Rae Jepsen. Whereas I'm just like, oh, let's put on the background music. I need to get some work done. need to bash out this code. And that was it, right? I think that Uh, was... There's one more. Oh, there's one more. Yep. Oh, okay. This will be interesting. Yep. So can I predict that yours... So this is uh, the number of different artists you've listened yes. to. Sam, is yours one? 
<laughs> Close. <Okay. laughs> it's, it's actually not one. I, I, I would actually put money that I have listened to more artists. Oh, really? Than, yeah. than me? Yeah. Are we actually going to do this for money? Um, a, do- uh, a coffee. Let's do it for a coffee. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I enjoy a good coffee. Is this a fancy Toby's Estate coffee? Yes. All right, I'm in. Actually, we should make it... What's crazy expensive? Do you know it's like $8 for a pour over at Joe? At Joe's Pro Shop? Yeah. Uh, yes, let's do that. Okay, let's do that. Okay, I'll take you a fancy pour over at, uh, at Joe. Okay, who's going first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay, do it. So I have listened to 1,462 different artists. I listened to 2,373. Fuck. <laughs> well, does it count if it's like Simon Vex versus like <laughs> right. Simon Vex yes. featuring Nigel... Nigel Good. <laughs> Nigel Good. Right, I think that's probably because like I definitely couldn't name 2,373 artists that I've listened to, but I think that because I've listened, I would listen to like... Uh, Albums that are mixed together, yeah, they've got compilations, but each of the tracks is um, assigned to, or is given credit to different artists, even though it's mixed by one DJ. That's probably why that's quite high. So I shall enjoy my fancy pour-over from from Joe. Yeah. It's okay, Sam, it's just you and me, isn't it? It's just you and me. Right, okay, we can do this. Yeah, I'm... I actually admitted to someone the other day that I was I started watching Gilmore Girls again. But that's actually not the show that I'm going to be talking about. Okay. And I will tell you that I've not seen that show. Oh my god, you should watch it. It's amazing. <laughs> okay, I will add that to the list of things I have not done. Okay, Sam, what have you been watching this week? Uh, I'm trying to finish up Jessica Jones. Wow, me too. Yeah. Like So my problem with it is that it's it's amazing. But it's just so intense. Like I, <laughs> I had to turn it off yesterday because I like I wasn't feeling great yesterday. I was just like feeling a little run down and like had a, had a headache. The time I watch TV is pretty much during dinner. We watched like a half hour comedy show, and but it was still a little early. So we we're like, oh, should we just like watch a bit of Jessica Jones? And we put on episode ten. I think it's ten. Oh. I won't spoil it and say. What's I'm actually going on, on but... episode ten. I finished episode ten. That's the one where I was like, I need to take a break from this. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh my god, no, sorry. Like, I'm sorry, I can't watch this. And I had to go and turn it off. Like, grab the remote. <laughs> like, nope, this is just too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can we just sit in, in silence? <laughs> and <laughs> I'll rock. read a book. Yeah, or a comic. Just, yeah, yes. I'll try and read this comic and work out which order I should read, read the pains. <laughs> but it's a great show. But, oh it's my God. really good. I still have minor issues with it. Um, there's a, there's a side of me that still doesn't buy Kristen Ritter as um, sort of like the badass that she is. I think the characters are fantastic. What was she in before? Lost? No. She was in Breaking Bad. Oh, she was Breaking Bad, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. She as, was. The, as, oh, do you want to say? She's the girlfriend of Jesse. Jesse. That an unfortunate thing happens to. Right, and we'll leave that at leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. She's awesome, but there's uh like stuff that she says, like I can't help but think she's like adorable. <laughs> and you then know? she'll just snap your neck. Exactly, but she'll say something like, "He deserves to die," and you're just like, "Oh, she's so cute." <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Right? You yeah, can't... she kind of has like this duck face as well, mm-hmm. where um. Like the authenticity of like her badassness just doesn't sell through for me, um, but I think the character, like the writing of the character, is amazing. I think, like the struggle that she has is real. Mm. Um, <laughs> but it's yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's just something with wrong with me, and me finding her like this cute, attractive that's getting in the way. But other than that, it's it's a great show. Yeah, I I also have nothing but praise for it as well, despite not actually having finished it. So you never know, these last five episodes might be a complete turkey. Right. But uh, there's also more episodes than I was expecting, because there's like 16 or 17 episodes. Right. Which, there's, yeah, 13, I think, 13 or 15? Yeah, yeah. certainly more, because I was like, because Daredevil was 10. 
right which i really enjoyed as well um yep. and i think also there's something about having the shorter season like if you're like for a netflix show like they can just do like a 10 episode season or a 15 episode and that just like tightens everything up whereas if they're on network tv they have to stretch it out for like 23 24 episodes and like right. it possibly could be that like that's how some of the writing gets a little bit flabby there's total value in that um i've been waiting for opportunities for like some sort of network to do mini series and essentially this is what they are it's like mini series mm. that allows the story to have the right breathing room the right pace and build things in the right way but still have like the budget that it does for like a, a full featured film yeah yeah i also love the i mean the fact that it not only passes the bechtel test do you know what the bechtel test is Mm-mm. uh so okay i'm gonna butcher this but uh it's a way of uh recognizing uh male dominance in characters and films and storylines but it's uh a set of three rules i think mm-hmm. that the show needs to pass and it's like a depressing amount of movies and tv shows fail this fail all the tests um this is where i wish i'd done more research but like one of them is i think that they are like one there's there's more than one female character two the female characters talk to each other mm. and three the female characters talk to each other about something that's not a man and if you apply those three to any movie or tv show like the vast majority like fall down because you just get you know there's just like one woman in this show or there's only two women and they just never talk to each other or if they do it's just about a guy you know what show passes the bechdel test the gilmore girls yes So, not only does uh, Jessica Jones pass the Bechdel test, it also flips it. So, right. the, so, there's hardly any male characters, and then they don't talk to each other, and yep. then the only thing they talk to each other about if they do is a girl. And I That's thought that amazing. was pretty awesome. Yeah. There was a... I'll put a, note, a link in the show notes. There was an inter- interesting article. Uh, it wasn't interesting. It was... Huh. That's mildly entertaining. <laughs> there's a mildly entertaining article that... Uh, photoshops the characters from Jessica Jones as if the costume design had been taken from the comic books. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, as I say, mildly amusing. That sounds, that sounds great. Let's put uh, that in the show notes. On the topic of Marvel, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3 had its mid-season finale. Oh, and, man. Oh, my gosh. Wait, I need to get back on yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D um it is yeah like i was slightly worried like towards the end of season two it was sort of i was kind of losing interest a little but uh oh my gosh season three just crazy turn twisty turny excitey <laughs> that's not even a word <laughs> um but yeah they've done a great job of just getting it back y- around huh yeah totally back around uh dealing with like quite a large ensemble cast and but like making it work um the music is also done by bear mccreary who is awesome like the soundtrack is fantastic as someone who takes an interest in tv soundtracks uh yeah the music is absolutely superb and actually it's if you're interested in that like uh bear runs a he publishes on his blog like kind of little behind the scenes videos of um making the soundtracks in fact for all the shows like you if you look at the shows he's made it's ridiculous like Battlestar Galactica uh, Walking Dead Outlander uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yeah and you see he makes like uh, a blog about how he writes music and for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for like a network TV show he uses a full orchestra every week so like he's churning out like he's writing all these parts scoring it for a full orchestra recording it Oh yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. Oh, it's actually a full orchestra. It's, it's not just right synthesized. It's, it's not just synthesized. I mean, there's synthesizers and stuff in there for like mm-hmm. the synthy bass bass lines. But uh, no, when you hear an orchestra on Agents of Shield, it's like a full orchestra. Oh, wow, that's it's amazing! Super crazy. Yeah, done very well. We'll check it out. Check it out. It's on my list. Okay, and then finally for me, so I started listening to the Script Notes podcast, which mm-hmm. is I told you about it. Yes. And I hope you've subscribed, but I suspect you may have not. 
but nah, it's yeah. uh, <laughs> it's a podcast from uh, John August and Craig Mazin, and they are, you know, pretty top level uh, screenwriters in Hollywood, and they have a weekly show where they talk about topics uh, of interest to screenwriters, and they often have guests come in, friends of the show, for, like who just talk about the stuff they're working on, and it's a great podcast even if you aren't doing anything about screenwriting it's just if you like create stuff it's just a super interesting story and it's just fascinating to like peel back like the system of hollywood and like what's going on behind the scenes um because they are kind of involved in the system so they have people on and one of the people they had on was oh my gosh i'm blanking on her name but she wrote uh, devil wears prada and she had a new show that she was working on uh, called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And there's like been a couple of things now, like where I've, because I've heard the writers talk about how they wrote it and like the genesis of, genesis of the show, I've now right. had to start watching the show. So I've now started watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, uh, which is actually great. It's my new guilty pleasure. It's sort of taken over from the Mindy Project. I've yeah, you've. I think someone was telling me about this besides you about oh, wow. how good Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is. It's uh yeah, it's a comedy. It's like a 45-minute comedy uh that, that has a mus- at least one musical number in each episode. <laughs> um it does some interesting stuff like it flips quite a few of like the uh quirky comedy tropes on its head like it's uh it flips the uh inexperienced girl moving to a big city the other way around so she was a lawyer in new york but she moves to west covina california uh to be in a small town after meeting the her crush at summer camp when she was 16 and finding out that he's now living there so it's sort of it's her uh, journey of admitting to herself that she did move across the country for a boy even though she won't admit it to herself Mm-hmm. Um, it also has like an Asian actor as the heartthrob and like the leading man role, which is fairly rare these days. Um, right? Yeah, this it's a it's a pretty good show. I will, and in the show is called Script Notes, right? Yeah, the podcast is called Script Notes. We should ha- we're going to have a self improvement corner where we try and do something new each week. Right. Had I prepared at all, I would have thought about what the new thing would have be for this week. <laughs> I have some preparation. Okay. Uh, is this for is this the stuff you already done, or is this for next week? This is stuff that I'm planning to do because I've noticed it this week. Uh, okay. Yes. Go ahead. Lately, or actually, it was really severe this week. I sne- I, I got up in the morning, mm-hmm. and I sneezed, and I pulled my back. Oh gosh! Whilst <laughs> while sneezing, I think that's dexterity minus five, right there. <laughs> exactly. This is why dexterity is not high on my list. Although I am bottom heavy. Um, so, and then I was talking to my brother about it. I was like, "Hey, have you ever, have you ever like sneezed and pulled your back?" <laughs> Which is a, a strange sort of leading question. Right. So this is the kind of thing you can talk to with your brother, I think. <laughs> and he's like, I know just a thing. When you sneeze, when you sneeze next time, uh, lift one of your legs. Like what, like you're a pelican. <laughs> exactly. A like, flamingo. Sort of, uh, think about like you about to do the karate kid uh crane kick. Right. Uh, except you don't have to raise your arms. Uh-huh. Or, or you, you probably have, could if you wanted to. <laughs> if you wanted to, you probably could. Yes. Um but uh, that the leg sort of in that position. Mm-hmm. If you do that while sneezing, and you had like a tight back, um, it actually ah. solves that problem. <laughs> oh, but, interesting. I but guess it like I puts get, your spine in a more neutral position. If you've got uh, that leg bent forward, it's just the muscles aren't all contracting at that point. There's more leeway for your muscles to bounce around while you're sneezing. Mm. <laughs> not normal problems so this is where I, I thought you know I shouldn't have to lift one of my legs to sneeze <laughs> right yeah right um, so uh, I'm starting to do uh, more back exercises because I'm now old mm. but 
uh, one thing that sort of freaked me out is even like a year ago, whenever I sort of like stretched and tried to touch my feet, I was able to touch my feet. Yeah. And uh, me from like having kids and like, well, not me personally having kids, like my wife has kids and I right. need to sort of maintain these kids. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I haven't been able to work out and, and maybe just for about a year. And now I can't touch my toes at all. And it bummed me out. So oh, this seems like a good topic, an ongoing topic. Like, <laughs> How far away is Sam's fingers from his toes? This, this is actually very good. I think if I were to estimate right now, I'm yeah. probably about a good foot away from okay. like the tip of my fingers. To I'm, like, like, I'm miming this out right now. Okay. Okay, good. Well, I look forward to seeing progress in the coming weeks. Right. We'll see. And this is like a fresh reach. Like, right. I haven't done any stretching. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just coming in cold. A, a cold yeah. reach, if you will. Cold reach. Yes. Sounds awful. <laughs> Yeah, let's not call it that. <laughs> so for me, which I think will also extend to a topic next time, uh, is I am going to write another blog post, which I am struggling to do right now. Like I've I resurrected my blog from the dead, and I found out that like I have entries. Like I started it in two thousand and eight, so mm. I've got entries from like five years ago. Like five years on and off, I've been writing. But I've really not got into any kind of rhythm. Or I haven't got into the habit, being able to find time to sit and write. Right. Uh, and that's definitely a skill I've been wanting to develop. And I've, of course, in a typical programmer way, I've, yeah, I've always thought it's just the tools were wrong. Like, oh, I was using Drupal to begin with. Well, that's rubbish. I need to use <laughs> Jekyll. And like, oh no, I need to use Octopress. And of course, it's not that at all. Is but, it? Is it the use trying to get something out um, that's more important or the the fact that you're writing on a semi-regular basis that's more important? Um, I think it's a little of both. I think right now I just want to be able to sit down and write. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is probably a topic for another show, for the next show, but I think I've also, it's combination of wanting to write but i've also been struggling with like imposter syndrome for the last i mean for the last maybe month or so more so than the last like 30 years yeah (laughs) but it seems like to have been more pronounced in the last last month or so and i think that one way of proving to myself that i do know stuff is to be able to write it down and actually be able to you know teach it to someone else um, right i was I, I was actually talking to someone about this um because we were talking about uh sort of like writing for audiences right uh and someone said the key to writing for an audience is to not have an audience is to like just write for yourself and then kind of like we're doing right now right exactly <laughs> no one's gonna listen to this <laughs> we're just talking to ourselves for the sake of ourselves right. um but like uh one easy way to start writing on a regular basis is to actually do a more journal type. Right, ah, so you not even not even with a thought of publishing or posting it on the web. It's just literally writing to yourself. Mm-hmm. And yourself, I actually yeah. did it for a good chunk of this year, mm-hmm. journaling, and I found it to be very therapeutic and like very meditative. Mm-hmm. Um. You can reassess all your thoughts and feelings for the day, which sounds warm and fuzzy, but it does. It actually helps in terms of how you assess yourself as a, a character, and I found that to be pretty useful. So, what kind of things? I mean, don't go into specifics, but like, what kind of things would go? In? For me specifically, it was like um, I got really angry at my son, mm-hmm. and then I would. Um, recollect sort of like the thoughts that i had but the the really interesting parts were as i wrote it down i was able to sort of course adjust my own feelings about it Mm. and that helped me um that helped me sort of face that situation better next time in the future Mm. oh that sounds that sounds interesting yeah so i think i need to there seems to be like two parts of it like for me like i think there is the emotional maturity side of things certainly that i would like to get better at um 
but I think also the other part is being able to write on technical topics mm. um, as a programmer um, wanting to feel like less of a sucky programmer like being able to uh, write confidently and dive deeply into technical topics right? and kind of prove to myself that I can do that yeah that's super interesting I think I'll need to I'll figure out exactly which of those two things I kind of want to optimize for yeah i think for me it's it's um practice will always make anything that's similar to what you're practicing a lot better so even Mm -hmm. if you're practicing to write about technical topics practicing the fact of writing might benefit that yeah yes you're right like any type of writing right um yeah yeah that's really good Okay, so, well, that seems to be uh, next week's challenges laid down. We shall check in again. Sam's finger stretching. to toe <laughs> uh, back. ratio. And uh, I will have published a blog post. I've got a whole bunch of drafts sitting in my drafts folder. Well, so. one thing you can start with are show notes. Right. That's actually a major <laughs> point. <laughs> like actually getting this thing live and on out into the world is going to be uh, probably the first thing to do this week. So I don't really know how podcasts end either, in addition to not knowing how they start. Usually it's like uh, a really upbeat beat that starts like boom, you know, and then like it ends. (laughs) We don't have that. It's not just me going, it's really hot and sweaty in this closet and I want to get out. I am very hot and sweaty in my storage room.